0: The discovery of alien creatures taking life from our planet has shaped his destiny. What kind of poison have you been feeding her? She knows what's going on at the plant, the regeneration chamber, the tubes you're manufacturing. Your source of information is a psycho, Sherry. His real name is David Vincent. He's a mental case. Alone, he must follow every clue, every slender thread of evidence. How do you like her, huh? I don't all of a sudden, I saw this this thing like lights flashing everywhere. You saw all this? Sure, it was some kind of frantic. There will be no rest for David Vincent until he can prove to the world that an invasion has begun, an invasion that must be stopped. Stop for a minute. I need your help. Sure thing. Climb in, Mr. Benson. Watch the invaders every week in color on ABC.
1: This is Waffle On Podcast.
2: And welcome to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Mark C. Kelly. And on this edition of Waffle On, we are talking about... The...
0: Oh, I'm not going to say it
2: like that. The on, Invaders. No, no, no. I no, 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 no the do.
0: Invaders. I won't, I won't go and get it like that. That sounds really over the top. That's what it is. <laughs> and why, why are we talking about the Invaders? I think there's uh, multiple reasons, but I'll shorten down into a thing. I think, one, Please because do. I think when we talked about this change in the podcast, it was meant to be a whole lifetime of... TV yeah. mm-hmm. and we both loved this when we were young because I thought there you go yeah. I thought mate, we might have some older listeners and I don't remember being patronising about this who might think oh that was long when I was a kid mm. and basically we're both big fans of Roy Thinners, isn't we oh
2: we are indeed yeah and uh, that's uh, talking about his name we'll uh, talk about that in a moment uh, but, yeah his name has been a, a bone of yeah. uh, contention for a while I think it is Roy Thins it is Roy Thins I think it is Roy Thins yeah because I heard And uh, where did I hear it I think it was when I was trying to get the clip I heard a, a, an interview with him talking about the invaders, I don't know, and I'm sure the guy did say Thins. But we have thought it was Thinners. Because if you said the beginning of the thing it says Starring, Roy Thinners. Yeah. But when I watched the... But when I, when I got the clip it said Roy Thins. Yeah, it's changed all that, Two different emotions at the beginning of it. Uh, but does he say that? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll... Uh, we need, again, probably need we more... still don't know. But viewers, let us know what's Yeah, there, there must be someone... About like Rick and stuff must have watched that when they were oh yeah. So um, from the people from the sixties. Now we we watched before we go into our details of uh, from uh, Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. uh, we now did you watch this when you was a, a kid kid because we used to watch this when me and you lived together didn't we?
0: I watched it when I was... It used to be on, on a th- I'm sure, it like a 6 o'clock on a BBC Two yeah. when I was about 14, 15. Yeah, because we used to go out of school, didn't we? Because I remember... I See, what might got me, because it followed <laughs> up, when we were younger, they showed all Thunderbirds and hmm. Captain Scarlet. And then that, come on next, was the next... And I thought, oh, I'd never... And I remember being yeah, young thinking, oh, I'll have to watch it, that. Didn't
2: it take over when Star Trek's run on BBC Two finished? It didn't did. It, didn't that then come on there, and It was all that... That kind of then they did year, get Quinn didn't Martin stuff because yeah. after that
0: it was like Land of the Giants, mm, Lost uh, time in some, tunnel. Time Tunnel. They put them what all.
2: On. Time Tunnel, yeah, Time Tunnel.
0: Never liked Time Tunnel. No, it was one of them things. He, as we, but as we're going to talk about in a bit, it was a bit of a one trick pony yeah. Star Trek connection. Time Tunnel. Is a starter? Yeah, the oh, because Max. he was he played the bar singer in he uh, the crew. Uh, in in a, yeah. yeah. He, yeah, he in um, Deep Space Nine, didn't no. he? Was oh, he was Deep Space Nine, yeah. The cor- he was yeah, the yeah, crew. Yeah, uh, wasn't he? He's thinking he's someone Darren, wasn't he? His name was? No, you're thinking of Bobby Darren. But or? I'm not thinking of Bobby Darren. <laughs> yeah, I am thinking of Bobby Darren.
2: <laughs> um, and how we've diverted quickly. Oh, i are going to say! <laughs> now, what I remember um, of the Invaders... No, there's two things that I remember. The first thing, uh, the one that I'm gonna, we, I know we're going to have a big conversation about, was the sticking out of the little finger, which is the giveaway to where they aliens. And you know, I remember watching, there was a guy who lived up uh, the street from where I lived, and he had a false thumb. Yeah, no, not a false thumb, he had a second thumb. Yeah, yeah. But he had no bone in it. It was just like a bit of metri that stuck out. He was a butcher. and He always said he was going to chop it off one day, and it just stuck out from it his, from his, the ball oh. of his thumb there. It stuck out like that, and I used to think he was an invader. Yeah, yeah, because he, he had this thing that stuck out, and ever since that, I always, and even now. When I when I see people sticking their little finger, you know, when you, you're supposed to drink tea properly, yeah, yeah, I always think that in us. Do you know?
0: Do you know? Interesting though, when you watch it, he never mentions a stiff little finger. He says a mutated yeah. left. Is that hand. where the
2: band got the name from?
0: Stiff that, little fingers. I think that because of that is why yeah. everyone thinks that's what. It's a bit like the Beam Me Up, Scotty. He never mentions stiff no, little fingers. No, he no. says a mutated left hand. That's all he says. But that band, called it Stiff Little Fingers, like they were a Northern Ireland punk band. What's so, that most famous song, Stiff Little Fingers? Anyway. Uh, they did a
2: song called uh, Alternative All Star. Should I was. put that on at the very end of the podcast? Is that? Not. Really should they?
0: <laughs> it's very punky. <laughs> oh, right. They're a cool band. A cool okay, band. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, sort of ta- the I'll, the
2: type in, I'll type in Stiff Little Fingers in YouTube and whatever comes up first, I'll put, unless yes. it's some like doing a cover version, or this is how you yeah, play yeah, the yeah. bass on it. Which yeah, yeah. It but now
0: that's, that's one of them things that uh, uh, he just amuses that left handers. What's it? That's not thinking. No, oh, he never mentions that, does he? Now, what's the other
2: thing that fascinated us about the Invaders?
0: Well, was he? he well. When me, me and you were young men, it was basically his fighting star, wasn't it? Yeah. And we now when we were younger, we had a
2: league of, uh, league oh, yeah, of fighting gentlemen, didn't we? Yeah, uh, would yeah. you care to tell the good listeners who was
0: in that league Well, fighters? Well, the Don was obviously James T. Kirk because of his flying lump. And also his two-handed, uh, two-handed uh, punch, yes. stroke. Yeah, yeah, he did that. And it was also Roy Thins, and it was also the black geezer out of... Uh, Night of the Living Dead remake. Oh, no, you're missing the other one as well. Big that? Pat McGowan. Oh, Big Pat McGowan, yeah. yeah. But he never... Yeah, because basically... With his, with his pause punch. Yeah, would yeah. Look at him, pause yeah. and then punch. No, or the classic thing is, you'd see his face about to uh, swing and the camera would go behind him. Yeah. We obviously... <laughs> there's a stuntman. The worst... Because Roy thinks that I, th- I think... Now I'm he does... Because I was watching last night and I watched a couple of fight scenes last night and I kept mm. stopping him. And I thought, no, I thought he actually was he doing did that.
2: Good, now, he did the infamous
0: have you found that because you've got both the series yeah yeah yeah, I have
2: I don't now, have you found that? Or did we make it up in the pub? Is, I think that we happen? made it up in our
0: Because we've got this image of that he flying flew
2: across the flight No, captains. no.
0: I think this was an amalgamation of, of all Kirk of them. I think it was a bit oh, cause because Kirk did that. I'm sure he did that flying when he flew his whole girth at someone. <laughs> and what a girth. <laughs> what a girth that was. What but what was. who uses a fighting. You know, where in a captain school into the Federation? Did <laughs> they say a fighting? If you're going to come across the Klingon, no, no. Just <laughs> well, launch he, yourself. He, he
2: must have invented it because Archer never had it. No, no. In Enterprise. He didn't even know it fight. 5'0 or did it? And Picard did no yeah, fucking... And Also, he's purely a Kirkism. Now, if that comes out next year when the next Star Trek film comes out, I want to see some two handed chops
0: flying across. Yeah, break, it needs to get, get more stuck in, but we were obsessed with all We were going to even thought we were going to do a mini comic about, the, about fighting. I did men. draw well, one, I did draw one actually. But yeah, the the, uh, the black chap from uh, <laughs> It
2: wasn't Tony Todd, was it? No, it wasn't was, um, Tony.
0: No, it was Tony Todd, in it the was remake. Tom, he was, Tony he was, Tony was in Tony the, Tony. the remake, yeah. Because he did the role. He did the role down the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the hill. Uh, you
2: don't see that in The Walking Dead, do you? <laughs> oh, so shall so we have some uh, information about Invaders? Okay, let's have a look. Um, now, of course, the Invaders. Here's the iconic title card look. It is just a fantastic. It is a great little title. Enti- uh, it's very kind of like the time, isn't it? The very '60s kind of like.
0: Uh, and it was like a garage band in the uh, in the late '60s called the Invaders, and they used to use the same typo and that. No, it was created by Larry Cohen. I have some information for you about that. Yeah, he's, he's quite a famous
2: person. Isn't he? Yeah, uh, starred Roy Voithins uh, and Kent Smith. And it, the first series was narrated, I think, by Dick Wilson and the second one, William Woodson. A uh, theme music just for that. Well, well, theme music. Let's now let's just talk about this for a minute because we're going to play, as you kindly showed me, the end credits theme uh, towards the end of the po- uh, podcast, and maybe a little bit of stiff fingers.
0: Um, but we've also got the strange incidental music at the beginning. It's, oh, it's, it, it, uh, the one thing about the music in it, it's really odd. Mm. It's odd. You know, as such, I was thinking the incidental music in it is one of the top, is the best things about it. Because it doesn't use a big classical score, mm. it doesn't use pop music, it you, uses, it's, it's weird.
2: A, it's a bit like a BBC Phonic, Radio phonic? Yeah, yeah, very much they so, that. it's yeah.
0: just a bit, it's a, and it's really, really serious. Mm. It's You know, you get a lot of the music in Star Trek, you know what's going to happen, you'll get a big booming bit with an action bit, then you'll you, get that... Do 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 have you seen that
2: box set of Star Trek, the original series music, i was coming out? No, what's the, that they've mean? compiled it. They've gone through all the archives. If you have a look online later on, um, and it's I mean, it's, it's literally hours and hours and hours oh. of all of the music. From, oh. so, I don't know if it's films. I think it's just the TV. All, all the incidental music and everything. Bloody brilliant for
0: sampling. Oh
2: uh, well, yeah, <laughs> but the price. I mean, it's all remastered. How much? It's, oh, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I, I'm are you thinking it? about it? Like, would you be tempted that? it makes you <laughs> Straight away my heart's going buy it Yeah, buy oh, it well you know the thing is, is that I found online you, you can buy you can you can buy music obviously from Star Trek in your series I think somebody was saying that you've never been able to buy the original th- proper theme I think I, I might be wrong on that but uh, I got really excited when I was able to download the music that you hear in the background on the bridge
1: yeah you I know, love so. stuff
2: like, you know Boom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love something about like the doors. So it'd be brilliant. I love that. And I had it, it's about seven minutes on. And I was listening to it on my iPod at work, and part of me started to send me mad. But I think as collections go, it's got to be but I reckon you're looking at at least 200 bucks. Oh, two hundred dollars. It's a lot of Which money, is going, yeah. It's going to be two hundred and fifty quid. It's a lot of money just to no, loan your billing no, guy. No, 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 no. And look what happened with the TNG box set of, of Blue ray that came out. They're going to send them all back because of the uh, faults in the same. So yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah. That's but yeah, the music was done by uh, Dominic Frontier. Ooh, uh, no. Of course, it was a, an American production by Quinn Martin. There was only two series it was made, and a total of forty three. Episode, each one running around about 51 minutes long. And original channel ABC. What, what year was that? Okay, it ran from January the 10th, 1967
0: to March the 26th, 1968. Oh, I, I, you know, it's really mad that... Because in my head... When, when, I, uh, when I was a kid, it was massive. Mm. It, this series went on for years, yeah. and it was like really huge in America. But you look back over it, it's not, it's a proper cult series, mm. isn't it? It really is a cult series. It's not, you know, because I thought, oh, is it up there with Star Trek and that in America? Because in my head, I thought it was. Yeah. And you look over there, and it's nowhere near like anything like that, is it? Do you think it's because of
2: that? It, it came and went, kind of. There was no films to follow up apart from the, the mini movie, which we'll talk
0: about yeah, at the end. Yeah, like I said, I think there is things that, What one thing about Mary, I, I don't know if you go into it yet, yeah, but I think the, the tone of it is really odd it's really serious it, well let's just do the yeah the, yeah go uh, I've, thing. I've, I've got things, things. I want to talk I want to let you roll yeah because I've
2: really. got things I want to talk about um, so okay let's have the, the, the basic premise of it and I'll mm. really read this now all things all things all things yeah. um, as architect David Vincent who accidentally learns of a secret alien invasion already underway and thereafter travels from place to place trying to foil the alien's plots and warn a sceptical populace of the danger as the series progresses Vincent is able to convince a small number of people to help them fight the aliens most significantly of course is millionaire industrialist Always a millionaire industrialist? Yeah. Edgar Scoville played by Kent Smith the only other regular um, actor to be in it um, he came in in December 1967 neither the invaders nor their planet were ever named their human appearance was a disguise and they were never shown in their true form except for one episode called Genesis ironically Genesis is where we get the... Um, the music that I, I caught earlier on, and if I knew that, I would have watched him. Uh, uh, okay, and this is an, an ill alien researcher loses human form and is briefly seen immersed in a tank of water. Yeah. Unless they receive uh, parodic treatments in what Vincent calls regeneration chambers, um, Borrowed uh, from Doctor Who, I do I believe, for, for the fifth time. Yeah, doctor, there's no that. Uh, which consume a great deal of electrical power, they revert to their alien form. Once seen, uh, in the series showed an alien beginning to revert filmed in soft focus and with pulsating red light an often used trick there in the 60s the prisoner did that quite a bit with Rover um, they had a certain characteristic by which they could be detected such as the absence of a pulse not the most obvious thing to go find him anyone. You don't go up to people who say. Go no, I was just.
0: Yeah, and I thought, how did he know? How did he know? That? Did he not beat the living Dale <laughs> out someone and then go, Except Philippe is still alive?
2: shit, I'll kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and the inability to bleed, and nearly all were emotionless and had a mutated little fingers, which could not move and were bent at an unnatural angle. Although they were deluxe models who could manipulate yeah. his finger, they were also a number of mutated aliens who experienced emotions similar to those of humans who even opposed the alien takeover. Yeah. The existence of the invaders could not be documented by killing one and examining the bodies, as when they died, their bodies would glow red and disintegrate along with their clothes and anything else they were touching, leaving little more than traces of black ash. On several occasions, a dying alien would deliberately touch a piece of their technology to prevent it from falling into the hands of the humans. Cow, off you go. Hmm,
0: now that- the one thing about it is, well, I was like I was watching it last night, and I was I was thinking, the one thing about it where well, you, you watch it is, it's got a complete lack of humour in it. Hmm. Now, I, you think all the big things that are big cults, you know, Star Trek, Doctor Who, all these, they've all got humour in them. Yeah, even in the most serious of episodes, the, with that, never he never seems smiling, laughing, yeah. in a way. In a way, I think this is it. He, he's just like the aliens because he's completely detached emotionally mm. in that film, right? In the series, should I say. Apart from the one episode where he falls in love with a, uh, an all-abounds door tap, right? Mm. So I think that was going against it. I think yeah. if you were. You, it's, it's not a jolly watch, right? And he plays it. He's such an intense character in mm. it. He? he really is. But my main thing is: where does he get all his money from when he don't work? Well that's always that's What always the, the hell Is he get these driving all over The world? Well he is an architect He is an architect And it says at the beginning He's well off mm. Right But I think All these things Play against it in, I, I love that Because you know me I don't really like Tongue in cheek things Particularly I quite like things That are serious But You're thinking you're, You know You're watching And it is a What's the word I'm looking for I don't know it's quite an attritional watch you know mm. you, you can't watch six or seven episodes because it's so bleak yeah like, does, he it never, dry, does it drain you like like? well, you know he never wins enough hmm. you think oh this episode look all these people all know it's been like Edge of Darkness yeah hmm. very much so very much so it's like you're thinking and I think this go I can imagine this went against it especially in the 60s the time of love and this was like basically we're all we're all fucked <laughs> Yeah. My language there, but that's what it is. In yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. think all the while, How's he ever gonna? That's what makes me think that is you're watching it, you're thinking they didn't end this because they, they didn't, how could they have ever ended it? He never would have convinced the whole population. Well, of it. I mean, it, it does say here, I mean,
2: you, you, you brought a, a, an interesting thing there about the kind of like the, the bleakness of it, all that. And actually, I was just, just as you were talking about that, I was thinking that the time in '67, especially in America. Where you've got the Red Scare, and he does—he does actually say this here that there, there is that kind of thing oh. that you know anyone foreign coming onto American soil is looked on with dubious eyes, no. and th- there is that you know propaganda scare going on, oh, they, which obviously it. came from the late like, forties and fifties going into that's it. all in that. And okay, okay, it was coming out of the sixties with Hoover, obviously you know, gone, but then you had the Vietnam War coming in and again it was another scare to, to be brought on and you've got the, you know an architect, let's face it, even now is a very, very um, profitable job to have very secure job to have if, you, if you're in a niche market I suppose mm. you might not be and then, so you're, you, you know you've got this comfortable life and then you're having this comfortable life taken not actually taken from you but threatened to have taken from you because he could have just turned around and gone I'm tired. I've been driving a long night. There is that essence yeah. in it, isn't it? Where,
0: where you never, you,
2: just, you never really know.
0: I mean, obviously, well, you you really know, see them but you know, the, do like, know? He doesn't know, you know. And when you think that when he's explaining to people what's going on, he sounds like a madman. Mm. That's, the thing, we'd write, out, that's the thing, Roy. That's the thing, Roy. Thing is in that do you're do thinking you, do everyone's do you thinking. Whoa! Think,
2: do you think no, that that as like as I said there regarding like the like the, Jake mm. and the Hoover mm. things and the black, mm. and the that went on? That it was. He was, I and mean, we, we sometimes see it here with the media when they go going about, oh, look, Britain's in the recession still. Yet we don't see it where no, we no. work. Yet you've got this kind of paranoia. Tell everyone that you've got to be paranoid going on, yet not everyone believes it. Well, true. And, and there's nothing worse than people not believing you when you think something's going against Definitely,
0: I'll tell you what his I watched an episode last night, which I think is the best one out of all of them an episode called Moonshot. And it's classic. you got Peter Graves in it as well, who he's called cool, uh, Cult cool Heroes and he mentioned Impossible and all that. But there's an episode when you're
2: just watching because he had Peter Graves on the top. There you yeah, go. Yeah. That's what I've just
0: what's that that's not before winter we bed. And um I think it's the best episode out of all of them. And uh, it's got you know it's an interesting one because it talks about what's going on in America because it's about that there's um they're going to send a uh, a, a spaceship up into thing to take pictures of the moon hmm. because someone had found structures on the moon this is where they are this is where the, the invaders yeah. are that's the only time I've ever mentioned the, oh they're on the moon so that's where their base is the yeah but you don't know if they which is nice
2: because everyone obviously I mean, they ain't if, from the moon are they? No, because no, no, it's no. not a
0: planet it's just but, a, it's like a service station for. The but idea. that's it I think that and uh, they all get killed off Right, all these uh, astronauts get killed off and then one gets replaced by a doppelganger because they don't want... They want the ship to blow up when they're up there because they don't want to take pictures of it. Right. But he's from Vietnam. And that's the only time he was like a, a hero from the Vietnam. And I was watching that thinking, yeah, that's because people at the time were talking, oh, you can't always trust these people coming back. What's going to... How have the changed when they've come back from
2: Vietnam? Yeah, but of course. I mean, that's... You know, that happened, obviously, with, with Second World War, First World War, severely with the big mm. shock. Um, but yeah that's a good point that is, because uh, it's funny because there is that um, that film that's come out uh, I don't know if you heard it on Commodity for a week about um, the documentary regarding the um, Vietnam guy and they filmed him and he, it's about his journey and how he changed and how he dealt with you know being a young man going off to Vietnam yeah. fighting in Vietnam and then dealing with the issues that he brought back which of course were not acknowledged mm. at the time Mm. Uh, as the uh, famous uh, uh, song by uh, Paul Hardcastle. Yeah, so yeah, what yeah, do yeah. you say about Dapper Game? Because one of the inspirations for this film was actually Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Very much, much. You know, that <laughs> I think that's
0: one of the greatest sci-fi's ever made, and very much so.
2: <laughs> would you say, would you, I know this is a, a, a regular thing that we talk about, would you say that the remake of the Body Snatchers with Donald Sutherland is, a, is, a, is, a, is an
0: equal film to it? Is it better? I think so as well. It is better, because mm. the, the one thing about, the, you know, I love... Actually, the bus Now I, I love what, uh, you know I love the Diary Angento Gento one as well done in the nineties. That's brilliant as well. But the one thing that the seventies one's got, he's got the paranoia spot on. Yeah. It's like there's the, there's that scene where you know at the beginning where they're all walking through New York and he's sitting in a, t- a cab. And you see the bloke, the original one, being chased down the road, oh, yeah. and the way no one, no one bats an eyelid. Well, and then you say, you're thinking, are all these people changed? And yeah. that's why they're not. Was the homestake showing of the dead? Isn't it when that guy runs past and he just looks at him as he's running down the street? Very much so. Come. But no, the 70, and it's got the it's got the end of hippydom as well. Because mm. you think about that, it's you know what's it all about? The beginning story is Leonard Nimai. Yeah. What is he? He's a revel- He's like a like a you know a, a clinical psychologist who's trying to change people who people think of change when they haven't he's trying to change the good people mm. and very much so and the 70s one is fantastic it's like the best ending I think one of the best endings oh, ever in a film Sutherland's uh, yeah, oh, yeah, the uh, ultimate bleak, the
2: ultimate bleak <laughs> ending you think oh yeah they're all knackered for one you don't want to see you don't ever want to see uh, bad things happen to Don. I mean uh, admittedly he is well known eh? he, when he was younger he was a massive ass. yeah he was uh, especially no. during MASH yeah, yeah in fact Altman, Altman <laughs> still never spoke to uh, Sutherland but he did speak to um, uh, the other guy uh, what's his name oh this is your thing Donald Ellie Gould Ellie Gould, Ellie know, Gould yeah. um, who did actually write a letter and apologise for their behaviour on this but either Sutherland never did never did. Uh, uh. but he looks cool out. Eh? if I ever get old I want to look like what Donald Sutherland looks like now, eh? <laughs> or uh, John Good goodnight Mr Tom oh Good, uh, good looks to have um, another inspiration for this of course was the British film Quite a Mass uh, from Very 57 so uh, sorry see. Quite a Mass 2 uh, otherwise known in America as Enemy from spies. <laughs> you, don't like you don't like the... You don't like the changing... No, yeah, ideas. that was a... Should have oh, went, exactly. you know. <laughs> went over... The, the look of... Uh, the Ross wrong
0: with Quatermass is one of the best titles of a man ever in it. Alan Quatermass is oh,
2: yeah. brilliant. brilliant. Um, okay, so, a uh, little bit of information for you about the actual UFO. Mm. The flying saucer design was influenced by two famous UFO photographs. Uh, we need Dan Ackroyd to come up at this point. Um, the first... Ackroyd. Yeah. <laughs> the, <chewy> <laughs> um, the first of these happened in 1965 in Santa Anne, California. On August the 3rd, the highway traffic engineer Rex Heflin I love American names. Yeah, yeah. But it's buddy, just yeah. a thing from the fifties. Without it, like Bud. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rex Heflin took several pictures of a flying craft while working near the freeway. Heflin did not report his sightings, but the photographs were published by the Santa Ana Register on September the twentieth, nineteen sixty-five. The second photograph was taken on December thirteenth, nineteen fifty-two, in Palomar Gardens, California. Uh, a bit of a Link here, California. Uh, George Adamski, uh, that man, about yeah, famous thought, person, uh, took a series of photographs mm-hmm. through his telescope of a bell-shaped craft, today well known as the Adamski ship. Uh Not, of course, to be confused with Adamski uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, eight late eighties no, uh, dance. No. Uh, but uh, the upper hull and flat top from the Hefton case were combined with the bell-shaped outer flange and three rings of the Don't Adamski. Laugh and cra- <laughs> say the word flange. <laughs> Supposed to be a highbrow podcast. Sorry, UK listeners will laugh at that. Yeah. Um, okay, so those those two were mixed together, and the five hemispheres at the bottom of the craft uh, seem to emulate the three hemispheres of the Gamsky scout ship.
0: Oh. Ah, yeah, that's quite cool. No, right? it, it, very interesting because you know I, I'm a complete cynic about mm. UFOs. I don't believe in them at all. Well, I do believe in UFOs, but I don't believe they're from outer space. I think they're just American space uh, aircraft or whatever. Mm. Anyway, but the point is interesting. That I heard a rumor that. Uh, Roy Thinners when he went into it was a sceptic and he started believing it didn't he really that he was on the UFO uh, circuit in the 70s and the 80s <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> but uh, oh, right. think about yeah but think about it though I think I think I think at the time he was having loads and loads of letters at the time because it was a big sway the big thing with the 60s and the 70s people started believing it and I think as well, he had so many letters <laughs> because this is what else Al's wife has done. Uh, well, I, I should tell you that one. Yeah, anyway, well, go
2: into it. Well, we have a, we have a load of posts on our Facebook page. and he tell us about Star Wars, but he don't make us want to think
0: they're great. <laughs> I know, but uh, I, I don't know. It sort of it plays into the myth of it. it's why I like it so much because yeah. I thought he took on it was a bit you know he took on that role. So, so, so what, what
2: happened with Daniel then? well I don't know is it we're... Ghostbusters yeah
0: Do you get that influenced
2: by Ghostbusters that you kind can... no, of just... I'm, I'm not a cynic when it comes to anything like that because I mean let's face it I write science fiction but ultimately I, I still have this thing of thinking well you know
0: if they were going to they would have no and you know, the, the big the big one about it is right they've got all that technology to fly all the way from wherever they come why would they need to land and pick up some bloody rednecks <laughs> Why would they need to do. Why, why do they need their brains? Why would they need it? Surely yeah. they could go to MIT or go to NASA or go to Cambridge, get people who are clever, to explain yeah. to them, yeah. or. Or, Oxford. or another thing, they've probably got amazing computers that could just log into our computers and get all that information. Yeah. Not get some bloke who's obviously just got pissed. Because that's what they <laughs> are on the moon, sir. It's people who are all having affairs or whatever. That's what yeah. it is, isn't or it? He's, going he's, missing. It's
2: people who are quite blatantly a little bit mad maybe smoked a bit exactly <laughs> well
0: there you go it's funny how we'd say it was all in the hippie time well, in, hippie California, time in, in desert, California isn't
2: it yeah. funny that even funny they're that. all doing mushrooms hi hey, Rex and Adamski yeah. what were you up to yeah. uh, so the opening sequence um, so before each episode and in colour promo bumper typical of most ABC programmes of the year then followed the bumper of each episode began with a cold open to help set up the plot of the episode to come after the prologue the main title appears announced by Dick Wesson the invaders are Quinn Martin for Production starring Roy Thins, or Thins or you are here uh, as architect Dave Vincent. A different shot of Thins' face was used for the second season, and this would be followed by the opening narration by Bill Woodson. So, let's hear the classic opening narration
0: The Invaders, a Quinn Martin production. Starring Roy Finnis as architect David Vincent. The invaders. Alien beings from a dying planet. Their destination, the Earth. Their purpose, to make it their world. David Vincent has seen them. For him... It began one lost night on a lonely country road looking for a shortcut that he never found. It began with a closed, deserted diner and a man too long without sleep to continue his journey. It began with the landing of a craft from another galaxy. Now, David Vincent knows that the invaders are here, that they have taken human forms. Somehow he must convince a disbelieving world that the nightmare has already begun.
2: That's the opening. Of oh, America. it's brilliant, isn't it? it is. I, I do. I think it's one
0: of the great openings of a. Couldn't do it for everyone, now. You couldn't have an opening of, of Quincy. No, I, you know, I'm a big Quincy fan and Iron side, but it probably wouldn't have been the same old <laughs> cannon. <laughs>
2: every podcast you've even got bloody iron size? because I'm trying
0: to get it in have so you got it on DVD no, yet no I haven't because yeah. I don't know if I can because I watched them all on when they run the BBC <laughs> one and a good 85% of them are terrible hmm. But I just like it because he's such a grumpy bastard. <laughs> That's what I like. And he rolled out the back of a van in his wheelchair. Yeah. I just think that was amazing. You no, know, they,
2: they used to do as well. They used to say uh, the guest stars in Tonight's Story and then and a special guest star. And there were
0: never fucking stars. That's uh-huh. the idea. You're thinking, oh, is it going to be Marlon Brando, Roy Steiger? No. It's some bloke you've never heard of and never heard of again. So I was <laughs> at a guest star. Um, Bob hard. If yeah.
2: yeah. Thankfully, it's, 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 though, I don't do what Mission Impossible always do, which play the whole episode in the, the, the kind of like... No, movie. they were terrible. For of that, it's spoiling, it, wouldn't it? it? Yeah, you think I've you know, yeah. seen it. Um, there's a quite a bit of uh, alien technology that goes on in this. Uh, now, this is a little bit of uh, city facts and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was a principle of the producers' crew to um, not show a lot of the, you know, the kind of
0: UFO stuff. The only, you know, the, the only thing I've saw in it is a spinning glass thing between the fingers that they use to hypnotise people with. Yeah, yeah. That's which is only, really quite cool. It's wicked. And I wonder if you can get that as a prop. I, I, it's really, really good because I was watching him spinning around and so I thought, you know, did I spin that on his finger. I don't know if it's electronic motor? It's I'm probably not sure. a battery. Or I, it's wicked that. Though. I thought, what the, these are the kind of things I want to see at the bloody memorabilia fair. Oh, yeah. Instead of Star Wars... Figures all the while. There's always style stuff, but there? one of them would be brilliant, wouldn't it? It would Just be actually. Mm-hmm. Wasn't one like
2: that to used though in Doctor Who? Maybe that was used to it. Could have been.
0: What? you could see is all these sci-fi's in the late sixties, all fed off each other. That's one you can see, can't you? Mm. Cross-pollination in sci-fi is a big thing, anyway. Have you Have you listened to the commentary on the DVD?
2: <laughs> by things.
0: Uh, well not yet because he's, he's,
2: he's according to the the, uh, the blurb
0: here, we just talk about his strong interest in UFO related information. Oh no I haven't well actually I haven't because I've just what I said I watched the final one last night, so I might go back and start. Your looking. mission,
2: should you decide to accept it, it's, is well, to sit yeah. down and so watch Orphists.
0: It, it's whether I can sit for them all again because yet again, ratio sixty forty good bad episodes. Well about the nineteen
2: ninety five series reprise at the television sc- miniseries called The New Invaders with Scott Cooler. Yeah. In it as Nolan
0: Wood. Oh, I like it, you know. I watched it very recently. Yeah. And it's got life in it as well, which is absolutely as David Vincent. Which is brilliant. but don't make any sense. This is my thing, because he's supposed to have be... been... Right, these invaders must be rubbish. <laughs> if he's been on the run for yeah. 40 years, well, and was they've was never that? found him... Well,
2: was that the whole point? Was he on the run? I don't I mean, know. Was,
0: was he chasing them? You know, that's my thing, right, as well. They've got all these different nefarious schemes going on all over America to control the, control the plants and the bloody animals and the weather but where, where are they right they must be mega powerful hmm. right so why can't they stop him <laughs> basically they just think he's a weirdo they? they're thinking he? that
2: fucking nutter. why do you want to be like a suicide bomber and like kill himself and touch him
0: yeah but that's the thing he have never
2: it's a bit like the bomb scenario
0: isn't well, it exactly. yeah, oh there's Bond yeah. That is, that is true. Don't you think They never once attempt to shoot Roy right things, didn't that? They? they always won, a toe to toes. Learn your lesson against Roy right Things, you're gonna lose. Yeah. Because he just batters everyone in It's like punching Kirk. Yeah. I mean even the Gorn
2: couldn't beat Kirk. Yeah. It was it was Malcolm McDowell who beat Kirk. Yeah, it was the only one who beat Finger, yeah. But oh, I suppose someone landed on him and go to away yeah,
0: that's As copied by
2: Jack Duckworth in Carnage Street when he died. Oh, I did I you, know did you know that? No, I didn't. He changed the script last minute, the actor who played him. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, as you said he didn't say the line he went oh my uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: interesting uh-huh. is it? no that no, no, is interesting <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah there wasn't a,
0: a, a, a remake oh not a remake but a kind of yeah, like. it was of good one. it was a bit different and it I think right thing was just put in to keep the fans happy yeah. if you would have asked the producers I probably didn't want him in it because it sort of throws it out of sync mm. you're thinking you've been working all the time you're not going convince many people <laughs> I'll take it you're not very convincing no no, and, and Scott Bakula is really good. You know, I'm a big fan of Scott Bakula. Oh, I think he's great. I mean, I, I think I he's do. I like I said, he was completely stitched up with Star Trek. He's amazing in it. I think he's a brilliant well, captain. You know what?
2: The trouble is, is. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of um, Treks and sci-fi stuff to do with Enterprise. Oh, I never watched it. Brilliant. When it was first time, and every time he's done a commentary track on it, or he's done a, an, an episode mm. devoted to it, I've loved listening to it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I've
0: missed out on it. Which, which to be fair is
2: a good thing Watch because it. it's like I've got something to I can telling tell it.
0: you I watched him at last Christmas I bought I watched him aren't you thinking and one thing about it I don't even need any other Trek fans out there it's the darkest series the, that was that, the start
2: before the Federation
0: it? that last series where he's at the vengeance from when the, the earth gets like, mm. attacked he's a git in it mm. and he's really dark in it and that's what I like about it but I can see why he didn't like everyone's cup of tea because well, it's not all cuddly friendly bad Star theme, Trek bad theme music. That that was a bad oh, no, bad oh, yeah. idea. That was, <laughs> but my problem is they knew it was bad, but never changed it. It must have been a it yeah, must have been a contract, a contract with Russell there. Watson. Yeah, probably wasn't it probably cost them
2: shitload of money to
0: burn, I can't believe they it, got really? Russell Watson to do it as
2: well. Why Watson, get a
0: soprano it? It? to do well, it's it? Not, I mean, it's, it's not bad on its, its own.
2: own. It's on its own, own. Well, I'd rather enjoy it, but it's not Trek, is it? It don't get you in. It doesn't I mean, get do, you. You hear the you hear the DS Nine. You hear the Voyager theme. You hear TNG theme. Okay, that was the start of good know film yeah, time yeah, yeah. score and, and also TOS you get excited with it you know that this um, The Invaders was a follow up well not a follow up but he was uh, made to replace The Fugitive another dark program when you think about it Fugitive it was up for the one armed
0: Man yeah, there was, that, that must have been Quinn Martin because then he Queen was, Martin, was a Quinn Martin production Quinn Martin and I watched the program all about Quinn Martin they were amazing mm-hmm. the amount of stuff they could churn out and I, my problem with it is they never finished anything that no, was their no, 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 biggest
2: no, no, no. thing. Well, that was a common thing, though, wasn't it? I mean, that happened oh. to us over here, right, didn't it? I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. The... Now, Mickey
0: never
2: finished it. that's <laughs> Okay, so here's uh, he's a little bit of information for you for, uh, about Larry Cohen, the creator. Yeah. He's uh, born uh, July 15th, 1941, still going. American film producer, director, and screenwriter. He's best known for, of course, he's a B-movie auteur, stuff in science fiction, often containing police procedural elements during the 70s and 80s. He is responsible for Maniac Cop series... Ooh, the first
0: one's good because it's got our man in it, hasn't As it? it, has got Bruce, uh, yeah, got Bruce,
2: Bruce uh, He also wrote Phone Brew with uh, Connie Farrar. I'll tell you what, I, how old is he then? He was in his 70s, 41. And he still worked, that's brilliant, isn't it? Mm. Uh, he was also in You'll this one. This is, mm-hmm. uh, this is the gem for you. Go on then, go on then. He was in a cameo role huh? in Spies Like Us playing the Ace Tomato Agent was he oh there he there looks spies like us ooh, ooh. and um, that's, the, that's the video of that if you watch the video of that on YouTube Paul McCartney Paul McCartney yeah. going seriously grey
0: what's happened mm. mm. what's happened I mean? think he used his rubbish dye as well didn't he can <laughs> <get> all that <laughs> money can get it done in a bloody don't yeah. do it yourself <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously doing in the
2: bathroom he? yeah he's just doing it himself <laughs> it really you got a money
0: in you are you 17 forget it Roy
2: <laughs> uh, Thins Thins uh, born April 6 1938 he's now 70 years 74 years old not bad he um, don't look bad even though uh, he's got 77 titles to his name, according to inter- uh, IMDb, including X-Files. He was in The Sopranos.
0: Bullshit was he in The he Sopranos. He was in
2: The Sopranos. Don't you bullshit me
0: here. That would come in my head, oh, that. that was. That was, that was, <laughs> trans- trans- was vicious. That was, no. that was just sort of like, I, I, I do not believe you. You know, like, I, like you said, I'm watching, I'm re-running You know, I think it's the best TV show I've ever made. And I, where, <laughs> what's his Kate? Yeah, you only pees in one episode, though
2: so I am, I am but oh no, that's got a, me have a look on IMDB yeah that nice. has got me there you go that's Is what there? I'm doing tonight he, <laughs> <in> looking <laughs> for that looking <laughs> for that, that cameo was in, he was in Law and Order Dark Shadows TV series he was also in regulating in Falcon's Crest and Battlestar Galactica playing the role of Croft
0: the ni- the old Battlestar Galactica yeah like I was going to say it. yeah minute uh, and he said he was in Dark Shadows as well. Dark Shadows, the TV series, I yeah. showed Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, not the... Not the, the. Yeah.
2: Uh, so, a little bit of a thing about Quinn Martin. Uh, Unfortunate name. Uh, born in New York, May 22nd, 1922. Died in on September the 5th, 1987. He was one of the most successful American television producers. He had at least one television series running in prime time for 21 straight years Bloody from hell. 1959 nineteen eighty, some of these uh, uh, productions were Streets of San Francisco. You one of your favourites? Yeah, game. we love it. Yeah. Uh, Canon
0: the FBI, oh, uh, the Fugitive, Twelve O'Clock High, and the, the original Untouchable.
2: Untouchable. Brilliant.
0: You know, I, you know, I keep looking at the box sets on Amazon. They're, not, they're a bit too expensive. When they come down to about, I've got certain. blu ray, or DVD? Can't get them blue ray. Right. Yeah, I I've just been the look, the but, but there's a, it's oh, you know, I love all that mafia stuff with the Chicago and. Does it, but I don't want to spend £40 on a DVD. No. no. If it comes down to about £15, I'll get it. Networker, network
2: um DVD are doing some sales at the moment, and there's a few TV things that I'm looking at. I, I had to make a birthday list for uh, on mm. Amazon the other day, and a few of them are network. They are releasing um, Callan as a big box. It really pisses me off because I've already bought the one.
0: But they keep you know moving the date.
2: It's got a book on it. But uh, they, they'll have, they have. You might want to check on there, 'cause because they have some good stuff. I'll have a look
0: because it's price certain things. I look at. I paid twelve pound for the yeah. invaders. That's enough for me. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I yeah don't the chances
0: it. are you only going to watch it?
2: I you're ain't going to watch in, I'm like,
0: not going to watch it again. I'm, I'm not. You know, I might a You know, there's only so many fighting <laughs> scenes you can sit through. <laughs>
2: so uh, that's the invaders we don't have any comments uh, from anyone uh, probably because I, I was a bit late But it up I had a fairly traumatic
0: uh, no I'll tell you one thing one <laughs> thing you won't get to talk about is a a little appendage at the end of it he's got the worst <laughs> gender politics oh dear really really te- I'll, I'll give you an example of one of the gender scenarios in it right yeah Go David on. Vincent has been investigating some flesh eating moths like well, Which, like, as you do, right? As you do. Right. So <laughs> he's got, this woman had saw it and everyone's treating her mad, right? So what happens is he goes there and sees, well, he goes to see her and he gets jumped by some invaders, shoot him in the arm, right. right? He gets shot, he runs off. Just after he <laughs> you shot, do, it it, right? Course, he runs yeah. off, he legs it off of this thing, right? The woman manages to get out of this house, jumps in a car, drives down, is driving across the the road and she, he sees her driving away. So he runs he runs over towards her. She stops, gets out of the car, runs over to him, collapses. She picks he picks her up. Remember he's been shot in the arm. Gets her in the car, she's collapsed, so he drives. Right. Now, <laughs> there, there, he's shot, but mm. she's still useless. She's still And one thing all the women are absolutely useless in it. Uh, all of them are either dithering wrecks. And I think the one thing that's Dates it more than anything is the female roles. You think of the female roles in Star Trek, all strong, yeah, all of them no. always have been in that rubbish. Because you watch it and it, all the women completely do you in. Mm. You thinking this was meant to be? You know the time when the sexual politics were changing in America, and I think you know Star Trek was the first to do that, and with racial and everything, wasn't it? That yes. my god, every woman is awful in it. He's rubbish. He's like cries at any moment or collapses or can't do anything. And if, which is yeah, it will be interesting to see from a female's point of view if
2: if they if that kind of attitude ruins the program for them. Really, I, I, yeah, because
0: if I was I was watching last night and Emma was like, was like Emma's a proper feminist. Yeah. It's like I ain't watching this. <laughs> so I ain't watching this. Why 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 is she collapsing into his arms yeah. when he's been shot? because they didn't know what to do with the writing then the man he had to yeah, never in every, uh, yeah, and also
2: probably couldn't write for women which yeah. was in a, was a notorious thing. at least you might have you to have a way of writing for women and apparently I had a way with women <laughs> <laughs> uh, ok so that's the end of the invaders Kel what are we doing next are we going to do uh, what I suggested earlier on the Sweeney the, the Sweeney fancy a bit of the 70s Get get your trousers no, on, son. You need Because literally unique. you don't have any trousers no, on. No, I don't have any trousers. On. <laughs> no, I have shorts on. Yeah, we should <laughs> 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 Um Yeah, so we're gonna do the Sweeney classic British seventies cop show. A lot of swearing, a lot of guns, a lot of uh, Men,
0: yeah, man
2: yeah. stuff going on, fighting, um,
0: drinking whiskey out of paper cups. That's what it's all about, and shooting people, and shooting people, and being borderline racists. Come on, <laughs> that's what the seventies is all about. Um, so that's what we're going to do
2: next. Um, we're going to have a little bit of blurb about our Facebook page in a minute, and that's it. Short episode this week, but uh, we'll be back next one. through Sweeney, Carol thanks for joining me again. No worries, mate. And it's been a pleasure joining you. Oh, I'm, try- I'm trying to incorporate a bit of a, a bit of a uh, well, what they're called. Two ronnie thing going on there. Oh, yeah, it's good enough. Have a call with it. Yeah, we're really working out, have we? No. That didn't really Undercold. work as good as Ronnie Barker and really Ronnie it really. was it? No. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, there you go. So we're going to have the uh, spooky end and uh, music after these promo. Well, after the promos, after the blurb. A lot of blurb going yeah. on here. So we'll see you next month. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. And await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the Internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook, then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle On Podcast in the search bar, find the page, and join. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly, 2012. (music) Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, anomalies interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the gamma quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your Anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A N O M A L Y podcast.com. Just one one hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by JewelBeat.com
2: Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command and Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your configsys and autoexec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes.